rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning. Good morning. How are you feeling? Feeling great. All right. Feeling great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for sitting down with us. Uh, today we have Jake Wolf, Howling Wolf Canoe and Kayak on Good Morning Aurora. Good to see you in your broad kayaks. Yeah. Yes, I did. Got the whole trailer and the old element all loaded up and ready to go for later today. Yeah. Uh, what you got going on later today? Uh, later today, I have uh, I have an intro to kayaking class over at Jericho Lake. Um, that one's going to be at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have uh, a few rentals later on in the day. So yeah, even though it's uh, overcast and a little bit of rain, we still got some people heading out today. That's if I'm not mistaken. That's still good weather to get on the water. Yeah, definitely. I actually really enjoy paddling in the rain. It's a much different perspective. Um, There's a lot more wildlife out when uh, when it's raining and you just get a totally different feel. Um, And also when you're kayaking, you tend to be a little bit wet anyways. So as long as you got you know, a rain jacket, you're just going to get a little bit of water on your lap from uh, switching sides. And then if it's raining, you're just going to get a little bit more wet. But uh, it's definitely, it's definitely a unique experience. It's fun. I would think that if you're, you're already going to be a little bit naturally wet, like you said, and you're out kayaking in the rain, it's got to be a liberating experience. Yeah, definitely. It is, it is like almost a spiritual experience paddling out in the rain. Um, and then, uh, and then when it gets colder out, uh, the water tends to be warmer than the air temperature. So that's that's a pretty pretty uh, interesting experience. You know, when you when you're paddling, your hands hit the water. Your hands are you know a little bit warmer than the Ooh. air temperature. So uh, <laughs> just one of those interesting things that you know, it, paddling in the rain. I definitely uh, think of that for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of people are they think traditional. Uh, outdoor fun or entertainment. So if it does rain, that's it for them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Not like that with uh, canoeing or kayaking. Uh, where were you born and raised? I was born in uh, uh, born in Geneva at Delnore, and I was raised here in Aurora, uh, over by Kirk and Butterfield. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, when did you? So born in Geneva, did you spend any time as a youth in Geneva? Uh, no, I actually went to Batavia Schools. Uh, went to Batavia Schools. The Batavia School District crosses over there in Aurora. So um, was uh, born in Geneva, raised in Aurora, and went to Batavia Schools. Um, and then uh, went to college up in Ely, Minnesota, um, at Vermilion Community College. I studied outdoor leadership and backcountry guide. Um, Outdoor Leadership and Backcountry Guide. Yes, sir. Hmm. Yes, sir. Stood you in good stead for your current role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Um, what was college like in Minnesota? Uh, it was great. It was a whole lot of fishing, a whole lot of canoeing, um, some dog sledding, too. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, it was just a living at a different pace of life. Um, I think one of, one of the things I remember the most when I drive back from Minnesota is... Uh, just uh, how 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 much I'm not in a hurry anymore. Just you know, ready to just kind of hang out and enjoy the ride. Like in the supermarket, uh, you know, walking around, walking around real fast, like everyone in Chicago is. Um, but when I came back from Minnesota, 
It was like, it was just kind of, you know, taking my time, going through the grocery store and just taking life at, you know, a slower pace. So, um, yeah, I love Minnesota. It was great. Vermilion College? Yeah, Vermilion Community College. Yep, it's a, it's a small community college up in the Boundary Waters, um, which is a huge, uh, uh, the, it's a, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. So it's a huge wilderness area that is just for canoeing and kayaking. Interesting. Now, I haven't been up to, I think I've only been to Minnesota once when I was a kid. I remember it being open and rural, a lot of rural areas still in Minnesota. Um, when you were in college, was it still like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, well, where I went to school in Ely, Ely is the end of Highway 1, so Highway 1 literally dead ends there. Um, Highway 1 goes from Florida all the way to northern Minnesota. Um, so we were really pretty out there. There was only one small grocery store in town, and if you wanted to go to like something like a Walmart, you'd have to go to a town called Virginia, which was... Uh, about an hour away, so a town called Virginia. Yep, Minnesota. Yep. And in Ely, they had one stoplight, and at 8 p.m., it switched to a blinking red light. <laughs> Interesting. Um, all right, so you graduate college. Mm -hmm. What happens next? Yeah, so I um, moved back here to Aurora, and I was working with uh, Charlie Zine over at uh, Paddle and Trail. Shouts out. Yep. What yep. year is this? Uh, that one, that was in 2013. So 2013 is when I moved back to Aurora, um, and I started working for Paddle and Trail. And Paddle and Trail was a kayak shop at 107 Spruce Street. Uh, they were there for a number of years, um, but unfortunately, they had to uh, dissolve a partnership, and Rocktown Adventures was born out of that. Um, so I also worked for Rocktown Adventures, which is uh, uh, another kayak shop that was operating out of downtown Aurora. And uh, yeah, I did that from basically 2013 until 2017. Um, okay, so let's now uh, paddle and trail. Mm -hmm. That Spring Street. Spruce Street. Spruce Street, excuse mm -hmm. me. That was that little building across from the Hollywood Casino parking lot on River Street, right yep, there it, in the corner. Exactly, right uh, right across the street from where the YWCA used to be. That's right, yep. that's right. Um, what was it like working there? Because that was your first job in Illinois after mm -hmm. college. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so yeah, I, Paddle and Trail was great. Um, Charlie, Charlie was a great mentor. He's still a mentor to this day. Yeah, know, I saw him this morning. This company. Yeah. Oh, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a great learning experience, really kind of uh, set me up with some of the foundation to uh, start this company. Interesting. Um, okay, so then from Paddle and Trail, you went to Rocktown Adventures. Mm -hmm. um, what changed, from, so, so you mentioned a partnership ended, whatever it was, but what changed from Paddling Trail to Rocktown, were you yeah. still in this? Were you doing the same thing? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so basically, I I switched from basically like a uh, instructor and guide okay. to store manager, uh, store manager, guide, and instructor. Um, so, uh, really, with uh, Rocktown Adventures, uh, it was just kind of that management upgrade, um, and then for the most part, it was a lot of the same stuff, uh, but it. it Things worked out a lot better because it was a three-way partnership, a third, a third, and a third. And then once Rocktown opened, it was just one owner. So it was much easier to make decisions. So uh -huh. uh, things were things were running very smooth. 
Okay. So, now, I want to talk in the aspect of tourism a little bit here. Yeah, of course. Uh, James, when it, so when it comes to tourism and outdoor fun, I see James and Aurora, enjoy Aurora, promoting things like River Edge Park. Definitely. Which has nothing to do with kayaking. Um, you can actually kayak up to it, and we're going to be doing some you can. for it. Well done. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, they, do, they, they promote everything from music venues, rather, yeah. to stuff that you do, kayaking and canoeing. Um, is kayaking and canoeing or outdoor water sports, is that what we, or America, has known as traditional tourism? You know, what's your opinion on that? Or do you see yourselves as a, a different class of tourism, a separate section of tourism? Yeah, definitely. So I'm, I would consider us adventure tourism. Okay. Um, so uh, in, the, in the scope of tourism, you know, you have um, the way that I like to see it is there's, ty there's two types of fun. There's type, uh, there's type one fun and there's type two fun. Okay. Uh, type two fun tends to be the kind of fun that I prefer. Um, so let me let me talk talk through this. So type one fun would be like you know um, I'm going to uh, River Edge Park and I'm gonna go see go see a concert. I'm going to see the uh, the uh, Fleetwood Mac cover band this Friday. Mm -hmm. um, so you know that's type one fun. You're doing it. You're having a great time. Um, and then another example of type one fun would be uh, the guided trip from Batavia to Aurora. You know, you go on a kayak trip, you have donuts, you see bald eagles, you see a cave, it's a great time by all. Um, type two fun is kind of where you get into that uh, adventure tourism. Okay. Um, so type two fun is when you're doing it at the time, so for instance, say you're going on a kayaking trip, uh, it's a five day overnight trip, whatever it might be, and it ends up starting to rain, the weather's not too great. The whole time you're doing it, you're like, man, this is hard. This is rough. I'm not sure if I'm having fun anymore. Right. But then after the trip, you look back at it and you're like, wow, we did that. That was a ton of fun. We're definitely going to do that again. I see the difference. I definitely. see the difference, right. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, and again, I guess it takes a special kind of person though too. <laughs> yeah. To find that, that enjoyment in that time. Because life isn't always perfect, you know. The weather said it'd be nice for your little adventure or hiking, mm -hmm. fishing. But you get out there, it's rainy, so you still have to motivate yourself to take part in it. Yep. Um, okay, so type 2 fun is your kind of thing. Now, let's talk about the sport itself. Definitely. How long have you been canoeing and kayaking? So I've been canoeing and kayaking um, for really as long as I can remember. Okay. Um, I was, in, I was in scouts uh, growing up, Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. I achieved the uh, rank of Eagle Scout, so okay. um, that's kind of what got me in, into the industry. Um, and I'm a, I'm a firm believer that a life outdoors is a life well lived, so just trying to spread that message and get people outside. What's the difference between canoeing and kayaking? Yeah, so uh, the two biggest differences, uh, so canoeing is best suited for um, like expeditions. So a canoe, you, you're going to be able to carry a lot more gear and you're going to be able to stay drier. The reason why you're able to stay drier is because when you switch sides, uh, when you go to paddle with a kayak, every time you switch sides, a little bit of water is going to drip 
uh, drip into your lap. Whereas a canoe, you can actually paddle on the same side basically the entire time. So canoe, you're going to stay drier and a canoe is going to be able to transport more gear. So that's why you see uh, we lean more heavily into the kayaks um, because we're not really doing any overnight expeditions around here. Um, and uh, the kayaks are a little bit easier to maneuver. Uh, they're a little bit more stable. Um, all in all, they, uh, they tend to be people's favorite. In a kayak? Yes, sir. Um, I, when I look, novice, mm -hmm. okay, I don't know anything about it. Is that the one where you're kind of, you know, right? Yeah. There's no open space? Um, so there's a lot of different kinds of kayaks. Okay. Uh, there's uh, both sit on top and sit inside kayaks. I'm glad you know what I meant just by doing that. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. So the, uh, the sit in kayaks, you know, there's, there's a wide range, you know, there's a kayak for just about, or there is a kayak out there for every person with every need. So, you know, there's, there's kayaks that are big enough to stand up and walk around on and fish on. And then there's also kayaks that are small enough to surf uh, a wave at the Whitewater Park down in Yorkville. Mm. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a time and a place for every boat. And uh, that's, you know, it, it really all depends on what your goals are. But for the most part, what we carry, uh, so we have 12 foot uh, Old Town Vapor 12 XTs. Um, so those boats, they fit a wide variety of people. Um, they fit people, I believe, uh, about 375 pounds. Um, and then, so yeah, that, that's really where we're going. You know, the outdoors is for all. We want to make sure that we have equipment that works well for everyone. Um, so yeah, we have, uh, we have those single person kayaks. We have those canoes. Uh, we have a tandem kayak as well. Um, and we'll be getting a whole bunch more equipment next year. Growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? Definitely. So um, my mom is the kind of person who will go out of her way to help any, really anybody at any time. Um, and that's, that's really something that really stuck out with my, for me with my mom. Um, and it's really opened up a lot of doors for me. Um, it's really helped me facilitate a lot of connections and, uh, you know, just, it, it's also just good to help other people. It feels good to do that. So, um, really, really that, and you know, that, and then my mom also just, you know, being, being very supportive, um, just always encouraging me to, uh, you know, pursue my dreams to go, you know, go explore the outdoors. And, you know, they were always very supportive of that. Um, I get the sense that even if you hadn't gone to college in Vermilion and had that rural experience, I get this, I get the impression that you would have still turned out to be a outdoorsy laid back, chill. I don't want to say hippie kind of vibes, <laughs> but you know, I, I get that sense. Um, what do you think? You think if you would have went to college in like California or something, you still would have been the same kind of? Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, this is, you know, who I am at my core. Um, okay. I, I don't think it would matter where, you know, where I was. I think, uh, 
Um, for me, when I go out in the backcountry and when I go on um, like an extended overnight trip where I don't bring out any electronics, the only electronics I bring out is a flashlight that's in the first aid kit. Um, and really just living life in that simple way, that simplest form where, you know, you wake up and you're like, okay, we need food, shelter, water, um, the necessities. And it kind of, uh, it just, you know, it really grounds you and it takes you back to a place that um, a lot of people unfortunately don't have the you know the luxury to experience that sort of stuff so um, yeah I think I you know it doesn't matter where I'm at I think anytime I'm out in nature even if it's just walking around at Nelson Lake I'm able to like tap back into that into that feeling where's Nelson Lake uh, Nelson Lake is off of Deer Path um, Deer Path and Main Street that's a really good one. I go hiking out there almost every day. Nelson Lake. Write that down. I gotta check that out. Yes. The sandhill cranes they all migrate through there, so it 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 gets really cool. Um, what's the history? You know, from what you know. Now, I've, I've I've talked to Charlie about this too. Me mm -hmm. and Charlie actually. So he goes to Treadwell. I do Treadwell every every morning. Awesome. Order something takes a little long for him to make it. Chop it up with Charlie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlie mentioned the history of fur trapping yeah. and what have you in American life. In your perspective, for what you know, what's the history of canoeing and kayaking, basically? You know. What yeah. So uh, I know canoeing. Uh, canoeing, at least in this area, it comes from the French voyageurs. Okay. Uh, so the French voyageurs they paddled uh, birch bark canoes. Um, and I'm pretty sure they learned how to make those from the Native Americans uh, it, during their fur trading. And uh, so, yeah, they, they used to use these birch bark canoes to transport their goods all up and down the Mississippi. They'd have rendezvous all over the place where, you know, they would buy and sell furs with the Native Americans and all sorts of other trading companies. Um, so, yeah, canoeing goes back a very, very long time. Um, and in this area, I think it's, you know, I mean, we have the Fox River here. The Fox River was um, there was a lot of uh, a lot of Native American tribes in the area. Um, so yeah, this was I, I'm I'm almost positive this was an essential trade route. What came first, the canoe or the kayak? That is a good question, and unfortunately, I don't know. The answer. <laughs> um, I would imagine the ca the canoe came out first, probably a dugout canoe. Okay. Because um, I know kayaks came from. Uh, skin on frame uh, in the, the, uh, from the Inuits. Uh, basically they would use, uh, I believe it was like whale bones and mm -hmm. then uh, seal skin to make these kayaks. So um, I imagine the, wood, the wooden dugouts um, are, are a little bit more primitive. So I'd imagine those would Certainly. come out first, but uh, that's a good question. We can imagine <laughs> that man dug out a tree, a mm -hmm. felled tree put it on the water for travel mm -hmm. as opposed to I, I would think there's a lot more to your point that's a more primitive way to do it mm -hmm. there had to be probably some more development you know learning to skin an animal and yeah. make right what parts mm -hmm. of the whale can we use for a boat sure damn that was a good question holy cow <laughs> all right so um, so now we had Rocktown Adventures when did you leave Rocktown and start Howling Wolf? So How did that... um, I actually I left uh, 
I left Rocktown, I believe it was uh, November of 2017. Okay. Um, I got a job offer from REI as the uh, outdoor program supervisor for the Upper Midwest market. What's REI? Uh, uh, REI is it, it stands for Recreational Equipment Incorporated. Got it. Um, so it's a it's a four billion dollar corporation. Uh, they're a co-op and it's a member owned, uh, member and, and employee owned. Um, they have a whole bunch of different locations. Um, they have one in Oak Brook, North Brook, Vernon Hills, Tinley Park, um, and then Lincoln Park. So yeah, they have, they have a whole bunch of locations in the area. Okay. Um, where'd the name Howling Wolf come from? Yeah, so, uh, so really the idea for this I've had for a really long time. And uh, Charlie had approached me and he was talking about at the Aurora Athletic Club how the owner Marty, um, how he hired a blues band, an in-house blues band to start playing every Wednesday night. Right. And uh, so I you know, started thinking about it. It's like my last name's Wolf. Uh, I'm from Aurora. My dad was actually a, a blues DJ uh, over in the... Uh, up in Skokie. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah, w way back. So, it's uh, so blues. I love blues. Um, when Charlie told me they were doing a blues thing, um, it, you know, got the wheels turning. I got together with my, my buddy Martin Soto, um, and we, he's got a big whiteboard, and we just started writing a whole bunch of stuff up there. And uh, he pulled out Howlin' Wolf, and we put we drew the connection to the, the blues musician, the Howlin' Wolf. And we're like, all right, we got it. I got it immediately yeah. when I heard that. Okay, so when I heard your name, rather when I saw it in the email, I was like, "That's dope." Yeah, thank you. Howling Wolf. I was like, "That's dope, Jacob Wolf." Boom. Yeah. I'm like, "Shout out to Martin." Yeah, word. <laughs> I was like, "That's that's really creative." I think what I like about it though is that Howling Wolf Canoe. Like it seems, and again, this is just me thinking as a novice who's not in the sport or the industry mm -hmm. but like you know you read the bass magazines and outdoorsmen this that and the other um from an outsider the industry and the culture kind of looks it doesn't look very bluesy mm -hmm. yeah it doesn't look very howling wolfy yeah you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So when I saw Howlin' Wolf, but with the ca canoes and the kayaks, I was like, oh, this seems like young, youthful, invigorated. This seems like something new, a new perspective. Yeah. Is that fair, accurate? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think basically what I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to do things a little bit differently. Um, and... Uh, let's back up. Well, I'm sorry. What was the question again? Well, the question was, uh, I guess I was observing. Well, we the question was where did the name Hollywood come from? Yeah, but yeah, you yeah. told me that. Mm -hmm. But I was observing how, like, I, you know, think that it's a new spin or a new take on the industry, like Howling Wolf. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, just just wanted to, you know, incorporate um, incorporate kind of. The history of Aurora behind it, because um, you know I grew up in Aurora here. Um, I still live in Aurora, and uh, 
really just love the area, love the Fox River, and I think there's a lot of really awesome improvements that we could make to the riverfront. Um, I know uh, our, uh, our old mayor, Tom Weisner, he talked um, often about taking out the dam on the west side and uh, having a, uh, a controlled dam so that on Saturday and Sunday they could have Olympic whitewater stuff going on and, uh, you know, draw in huge crowds. Um, and then during the weekdays, they could have it real low. That way, you know, Joe Schmo can paddle through with his kids and his canoes. Um, so yeah, I think Aurora is, you know, up and coming. We definitely are seeing that with all the new businesses that we have in the area. Um, and then the blues component of it, um, you know, it's just nice to be back here in Aurora where it uh, seems like there's some young new businesses and I'm glad to be part of the scene. Uh, tell us about the Aurora Athletic Club. Yeah, so the Aurora Athletic Club is a private club. It's located at 550 Clearwater Drive, um, and it's essentially a sports bar. Um, so you do need to be a member to get in, uh, but my customers have the luxury of being able to go in there without being a member. So they can actually just go up after their rental, knock on the door, and someone will let them in. Just let them know that you know, you're with a Howlin' Wolf Canoe and Kayak, and you can go in, have a drink, and you know, uh, fill out an application for, uh, for, for membership. But uh, yeah, it's a really, really cool place. It's a hidden gem. If you know where Cool Acres is, uh, it's right over there, so off of uh, Sullivan and 25 there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. They have a great big pavilion that the Billy King Band plays under every uh, Wednesday night through July. Um, and they're a pretty big name blues band. Uh, their last gig was at uh, Buddy Guy's in Chicago. And uh, Pretty big. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And yeah, it's right there on the river. It has a great, great waterfront. Um, they also have a... Um, they also have a volleyball net. It's it's a huge property. So yeah, it's it's a really cool place. Your dad was a blues player. Yep. What was his name? Uh, Joe Wolf. Joe Wolf. Yep. Yep. What did he play? What instrument? Uh, percussion. So you grew up in a house of music and blues. Yeah, definitely, definitely. My dad actually dropped out of college his senior year to pr pursue a. Uh, career as a professional musician. Um, he ended up deciding not to do that and uh, he, en he ended up uh, working in insurance. He was the assistant vice president at CNA Insurance, a big mm -hmm. red building in downtown Chicago. So um, yeah, even though he was a big insurance guy, he's definitely always in the basement jamming with his buddies. I like that energy. Mm -hmm. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I it was, like it was that. a fun, fun environment to grow up in. Because that's how life is sometimes, right? Mm-hmm college, you get your education, but you want to do this. So you try to do it, maybe it doesn't pan out, but you don't let it die. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's all good. Yep. It's all good. Um, so I like the blues a lot. Mm -hmm. So here's my next question for you. What blues song could accurately describe the current state in America? That is a that is a great question. Because I have a question about blues, but on a personal level for you, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, one of the questions is: Is there a blues song that represents you well, or that you have an affinity for, or that you like? Yeah. Um, be honest I can't think of I can't think of any off the top of my head at least by name right uh, 
I'm I'm really bad with uh, with <laughs> keeping up with the uh, song titles, and, <laughs> and all that stuff. I usually just throw it on Spotify and let it run. Right. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that. That's okay. a good question. All right. Um, I like I like Albert King. I thought he was a great blues guy, mm -hmm. uh, buddy guy, as well. Yeah. A lot of the greats, you know, the B.B. Kings. Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters Charlie as Muscle well. Yeah. Um, but where does the line of blues end and rock begin? Hmm. Seems like they're not far away. Yeah, no, they're they're not too far away. I think, uh, I think they're, you know... Hmm. I don't, hmm, I don't have a good answer for that. Now, maybe there is no defined answer one will ever know. Yeah. Um, but what I, you know, I didn't expect to be talking music with the, <laughs> with the canoe guy. Yeah. But uh, since I have the ability to do this, I think that the message a lot of times is what brings it and makes it continue. Like, like Eric Clapton, right? Yeah. He's definitely in the rock genre. Definitely. But I would consider him blues too. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Clapton has a wide range, mm -hmm. and uh, I think he really does have that blues roots. Yeah, um, which is kind of you know what he what he picked up in England. Um, you know, being part of that scene. So um, yeah, I think I think they're you know not one of the same, but cut from the same cloth for sure. All right. Um, now, what do what do um, lessons mm -hmm. look like with Howlin' Wolf? Yeah, definitely. So uh, right now we offer four different lessons. Uh, all of our lessons are 90 minutes long, and uh, they are all $79 per person. So uh, the first three classes that we do, we do those out at a local lake. We'll either do those out at Jericho Lake, Grunwald Farms. It really depends on uh, where where our audience is and where they'd like to, like to have it. Um, and then, uh, so the first three classes, like I said, those are at a local lake. Uh, the first one is introduction to kayaking. Mm -hmm. That one we just really go over the, the the very basics. So we go over parts of a kayak, we go over parts of a paddle, um, we go over some basic maneuvers, how to go in a straight line, how to turn, how to stop, how to launch and land your kayak. Um, and uh, that usually takes up the majority of that class. Right. Um, so uh, for all of these classes, you know, we, uh, we demonstrate and then we have people uh, go ahead and try it out and then we'll go around one by one and coach them. So even though it only sounds like a handful of skills, um, it's really important that we go around and coach people because with, uh, with kayaking, if you're using the wrong technique, you can end up with repetitive stress injuries, which are really bad. So you really wanna you know, curb that at the beginning. So uh, introduction to kayaking, that's our first class. And then our second class that we offer, that one is called, um, that one is called uh, uh, Level 2 Advanced Paddle Strokes. And that one we basically go over uh, some fancier maneuvers for the kayak. So we go over uh, pivots uh, and we go over draws and draws are how we parallel park our kayaks. Um, we go over edging, which is how we put our uh, kayak on edge to make it turn faster. And then we go over bracing. So if you're going to tip over, you can actually save yourself with your paddle. Um, so level two is really good for people that have been, you know, paddling for a little bit, looking to take their skills to the next level. People that are interested in sea kayaking or whitewater kayaking too, or even racing. 
Um, so that's our second class. Our third class, and uh, so none of these classes need to be taken in order, but it is recommended to take level one first. Sure. Um, and then the, uh, the third class that we do, that one is uh, rescues and recovery. So that one we actually just practice tipping our kayaks and getting back in uh, and helping other people get back in their boats in both deep water and shallow water. Um, just pretty much practice makes perfect and because the last thing you want uh, want to happen is to have it be your first time you know you tip over on a trip. Um, you want to be able to practice that and make sure that you have a system and that you're prepared for that. Because um, we're all just in between swims. <laughs> that, right. That's that's what kayakers say. All in between. We're all in between swims. Yep. Yep. Because eventually we're all going to be swimmers. Eventually, somebody. Eventually, uh, if you kayak long enough, you're going to end up tipping over your kayak. Okay, I got you. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. It's, it's just one of those things. You know, it's usually getting in and out. So that's why introduction to kayaking is a great class because a lot of people they actually tip their kayaks getting in and out. So most people they uh, land their boats perpendicular to the shoreline. And that's not what you want to do. You actually want to park it parallel. So we go over all that. So those are our first three classes. We have introduction to kayaking, um, level two advanced paddle strokes, and then level. Uh, and then our third class is the rescues and recovery class. And then the fourth class is introduction to river reading basics. So that one we actually go on a guided trip uh, from uh, Batavia to Aurora. And for that one. Uh, we go over what all the different ripples mean, what all the different currents are, and basically teach you how to always choose the deep channel. How to always choose the deep channel. Yep, yeah, because right now the Fox River is uh, probably the lowest I've seen it in quite some time. So right now, um, I mean, normally this time of the year it's pretty shallow, but like around May, um, you don't have to worry about where you're going. You can pretty much just float down the river and it's gonna take you to where you need to go. Whereas right now, you have to pay attention a little bit and you know maneuver around to find that deep channel. So if you're not paying attention and you're just floating, there's chances are pretty high that you're gonna run aground a couple of times. But if you're paying attention and avoiding the ripples and following the calm water, you, should, you shouldn't really be getting stuck at all. You mentioned RSIs. Repetitive stress injuries. Yep. Um, uh, in addition to those, um, <clears throat> what are some of the things that a, a person would need to look out for? Like, what what can happen in a negative fashion when kayaking or canoeing? Like, yeah. what, what should you look out for? Yeah, definitely. So, um, always, always, always wear your PFD, your personal flotation device. Um, even if you are a great swimmer, um, the, what I always tell my friends that don't want to wear their PFD is if something happens to me, I want to make sure that you have the best chance possible to save me. Right. Um, so always wear your life jacket because you're not only putting yourself at risk, you're putting the first responders at risk. So if something were to happen, there are, you know, firefighters, first responders who all have families that they need to go home to at the end of the night too. So, um, definitely always wear your life jacket. Um, always uh, leave a float plan with somebody else. So no every time I go kayaking, I always text somebody, my friend Colin usually, and I'll say, hey Colin, I'm paddling from Batavia to Aurora today, tonight. Um, I anticipate I'll be off the water no later than eight. And then if I, for if I forget to text him, he'll, he'll call me and he'll say, hey, you off the water? And I'll say, yep, I'm off the water. But in an emergency scenario, if say I hadn't told you know, Colin where I was going, um, 
you know, it could be a while before they have any idea where, where you are if you're lost. So And history is full exactly. of examples of that. Mm -hmm. Man, because, yep. uh, again, not being in the sport, not being a uh, kayaker or a person with a lot of knowledge, mm -hmm. I've read, I'm a reader, I've yeah. read many stories Oh yeah. of Elk Grove Village businessman found two months later mm -hmm. in his kayak or whatever, yep. you know, unsafe. Yep. Man. Yeah. And then, so yeah, always wear your PFD, always leave a float plan, um, and always scout your area before you go. Um, like for instance, the DuPage River, at certain, river, at certain levels, um, the river is actually too high to go under the bridges. So you always want to, you know, scout your places that you're going to paddle first, um, check with somebody who's paddled there, call your local paddle shop. Um, so uh, yeah, just do your research. Um, lessons are always good to take. Um, but yeah, just uh, risk management. It's all about risk management and uh, proper planning. Um, so what's next for Howling Wolf Canoe and Kayak? What's, yeah. uh, what's, what's the future hold for us? Yeah, definitely. So uh, in five years, I would like to have locations in uh, every town from St. Charles down to Yorkville. Um, basically, I'd like to have a shipping container in each town that I operate out of, um, and I'll have a bunch of uh, vans and trailers to help shuttle people around. But uh, yeah, in five years, I'd like to have a pretty sizable rental operation here. And then uh, I'd like to uh, start up a 501c3 up in the Boundary Waters, and it's, uh, I'd like it to be a therapeutic uh, recreational outfitter for youth at risk, veterans, uh, addicts, victims of any trauma, just to, you know, kind of spread that message that a life outdoors is a life well lived, you know, kind of what I was talking about earlier, how, you know, it was a really transformative experience for me to be out in the wilderness and live at that, you know, slower pace. So um, I just want to expose as many people as I can to that because I feel like my life would be much different if I hadn't had those experiences growing up. I will confess, you may not know the answer to this, but are people who spend a lot of time on the water different from other people in society? Yeah, I, I would 100% say yes. I think anybody that goes out and spends time in nature, um, they, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, you know, just being outside, um, it really kind of lowers stress levels. I, Every time we do the guided trip uh, on Wednesdays uh, from North Aurora to the club, it's only about a 30 minute to an hour paddle, mm -hmm. but I hear from just about everyone like, wow, this is so relaxing. This is, this is great. This is, you know, just the, what I needed to wind down after work. And um, I think a lot of us are always go, 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 go. And we don't have a whole lot of time, a lot to be present, to slow down and appreciate the moment. And kayaking really, puts you in that meditative state, um, just like if you were running or biking. Um, and it's just, it's healing, it's great. Um, so I th I'm a strong believer that people that get outside in nature, people who paddle, um, they have more patience um, and they tend to just appreciate the little things a little bit more. I asked that um, purely speculative question because like, you know, I'm a Navy guy, and I, I I'm able to like I can, you know, with with the with the benefit of hindsight, I'm just mm -hmm. looking at one's life and growing up now, like I see that like 
all of the people who spend time on like water like nature has in it an element of beauty mm -hmm. and danger like anything could go wrong in your kayak or your canoe mm -hmm. uh, you can go from beauty to being in trouble very quick yep it's just like that in the navy on the boat but yet you're doing it you're in it you're, you're, you're fully immersed definitely in the beauty and the potential danger that you're not really right there's no need to worry about this that or the other when you're focused on the moment mm -hmm. and I I have believed that I have believed I'm so glad to hear you say that like uh, we're talking about two different industries sure but I have believed that people who are on the water spending their time in nature all of the time mm -hmm. are recreated humans they're not like the rest they are completely different they're cool they're more chill they understand definitely, definitely. they understand and they're in their and they're living that i think that's really nice mm -hmm. um okay how can people contact you yeah, so uh, the best way to contact us is to call or text us. Uh, our phone number is 630-344-9744. Uh, uh, Otherwise, you can reach out to us on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and then we also have a contact us form on our website. Um, and then you can also email us uh, at, uh, our email is jake at howlingwolf.com. And what's the website? Uh, it's Howling Wolf with an E at the end of wolf.com. Gotcha. This was an interesting conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you threw me for a loop there a couple times. Yo, I, I, well, the, the thing is, man, is like, you know, shout, so we have, we got mutual friends. Shout out to Charlie Zion. Yeah, big time. And shout out to James Cardis. Yep. Um, both of those guys have changed my view and perspective of the town that I live in. Mm -hmm. Lieutenant Roar here, but it wasn't until I really met and started talking to Charlie mm -hmm. that I started reading up on like, okay, the committees, the bike and pedestrian committee, boom, what's the, you know, the birth of the river? Should we care about what's going on? What's development looking right. like as we go up the Fox? Like I care more about that now. Mm -hmm. And the ability to talk to people like you and, uh, other people is not something that I had traditionally in life. Mm -hmm. like I, at one point in time, I never thought that I'd be on a canoe or a kayak. I still haven't been, but I, I can do it now. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing about it is that I never thought that I'd have the, in the, the ability to find out the nuances in the industry and everything like that. Mm -hmm. and, and like, I'm proud to do it. I told Charlie, like we have, I have meetings on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. So I have to like I got to do better planning to get out there because I'm yeah. going to come to one of those nights the Athletic awesome. Club and listen to some blues and do this. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I appreciate you, man, and what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I do. I appreciate you guys having us. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm happy to uh, shout you guys out and give you guys uh, get this interview, man. Um, so the last uh, couple more things though before we wrap it up. Mm -hmm. uh, what does America need more of? I think America needs needs more 
more patience and empathy. Okay. Um, I think I think there's a lot of um, polarization these days. Sure. Um, and I think it's it's really hard for people to separate um, themselves from from their ego. Um, I think something that really uh, really rings true for me is um, you're allowed to change your opinion based on new information and new facts. And I feel like that is that is something that a lot of people struggle with. They struggle with admitting that they're wrong, um, and or you know they they just struggle with. Uh, with empathy too. I think a, a lot of it is about me um, and what can I get out of this and um, I mean love's always the way so you know as long as as long as you're looking out for other people um, and you know uh, another saying that I say is we're all in the same water we just have different boats. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Yep, yep. Like so some of us are in little tiny kayaks Others are in big cruise ships. Others are on aircraft carriers. So, you know, we're all in the same crazy water. It's just a matter of what kind of ship do you have. And a lot of the time you can't see the, the other person's ship. So uh, just being able to, you know, have compassion, have empathy for other people um, because you have no idea where, you know, where they're at right then. Uh, and I'm a strong believer in the butterfly effect too, you know. Um, just smiling at someone, holding the door open for someone, that can trigger a series of events that, you know, could make someone stay. So it could. Yeah. It it really could. That's that's very well said. What an excellent descriptive metaphor too. We're all in the same water, but we're just in different boats. Yep. Um the show ends on a positive note. Mm -hmm. What is your message today for the people of Aurora? My message for the people of Aurora My message to the people of Aurora would be to get outside and enjoy your community. Um, Aurora has a lot of, you know, really wonderful assets um, out to get outside. Um, and just, you know, the, a lot of people, I, I think they look over Aurora and they, a lot of people travel all sorts of other places. But um, I think it would be awesome if we could just get some people out hiking in the local forest preserves. There's a lot of people in our community that just haven't had an opportunity to go outside or, you know, right. it's not cool or whatever it is. Or, you know, there's all this elitism in the outdoor industry too. Whereas I'm a strong believer that the outdoors is for all. Um, and if getting outside and hiking for 30 minutes in a forest preserve is, you know, out, out getting outdoors for you, great. Like, that's awesome. Right. Um, we need to get away from the like, oh, that's hiking, I've done a backpacking trip, whatever it might be. Um, because uh, the, the more that we get people outside, um, I think the, the stronger our communities uh, grow. Because um, we also meet people outside. Um, right. I Over at Nelson Lake, I've met um, probably about a dozen or so people this year that you know, are good friends now. People that you know, come out to the, uh, to the kayak shop and you know, just chat and it's uh, it's just really nice being outside in the community and meeting meeting people. Um, so yeah, my message to Aurora would be, you know, get outside, um, meet some new people, and explore your community. Well, words of advice from Mr. Wolf. 
Um, for all of you guys, we appreciate your time, brother. Yeah, we appreciate your time, man. Yeah. Um, you guys take Mr. Wolf's advice to heart. We appreciate him. Check out Howling Wolf uh, Canoe and Kayak on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, check out the website as well. And if you have the ability, Wednesdays yep. at the Aurora Athletic Club. So all of our listeners and fans, we'll see you guys back for another great episode. Peace.